Hello and welcome to this Human Factors in Dentistry podcast. This podcast is for everyone in the dental team. In this podcast, you'll hear about how human factors can help you to keep yourself and your patients safe. My name's Hannah Pugh. I'm a dentist currently working as a clinical fellow on the Chief Dental Officers Scheme, and I'm based at the GDC. Hi, I'm Deborah Stratford. I'm a dental hygienist, and I currently work in a referral practice in primary care. I also represent the British Society of Dental Hygiene and Therapy. So today we're going to be covering the following topics. Um, We're going to be discussing the definition of human factors and their relevance in dentistry. We're going to be discussing about system-related factors, organisation-related factors and performance-related factors. And we will also briefly discuss latent factors. So let's get started. Deborah, what is human factors? Okay, so it can be defined as a study of the interrelationship between humans, the tools and equipment they use in the workplace, and the effects of the physical, the psychological, and the social environment in which they work. It's also sometimes referred to as ergonomics, which you might have heard. And the terms can be interchangeable, but for the purpose of this podcast, we'll be using the term human factors. Brilliant. And I know that a lot of people talk about human factors in terms of aviation and um, air crash investigation. But what's the relevance of human factors in dentistry? That's a really good question, Hannah. Well, people are living longer and keeping their teeth for longer. So in modern dentistry, there are increasing complexities in both the underlying medical conditions that our patients are presenting us with and in their dental treatment needs. So consistent high quality of care is really essential and that's where human factors really comes into play. Its focus is to understand how these different external pressures and interactions can contribute to error. These errors unfortunately can lead to harm to a patient and therefore by understanding human factors we can also understand more about patient safety. So the Concordat from the National Quality Board also stated that a wider understanding of human factors, principles and practices will contribute significantly to improving the quality and safety of care we deliver to our patients. So human factors and patient safety are completely linked. Um, Do you think we can ever achieve zero errors? Well unfortunately Hannah, we're not robots or fortunately however you want to look at it. Um, So we need to acknowledge our human fallibility And then that leads to an understanding of our human capabilities and importantly, our limitations. We will inevitably make mistakes no matter how well trained we are or how much we intend to do the right thing. So human factors approach takes into consideration those different elements that really interact and influence each other. And it aims to try and design out error or make it easier to do the right thing. I think that's really important. And I think sometimes as clinicians and professionals we forget that we are also human and that you know it's inevitable that we will make mistakes at some point so when we talk about different elements interacting do we mean things like equipment and time pressures staffing levels that kind of thing yeah exactly hannah Um, and these different elements generally fall under three broad categories so system related factors which are generally embedded within the organization in which we work wherever that is Um, Culture-related factors, so both within the system, such as teams and management, or it can be external, such as regulatory influences. 
And then we've got performance-related factors of individuals or teams. Excellent. So we've got three different types of factors. Could you tell us more about system-related factors? Yeah, sure, Hannah. So they generally include the nature of the task we perform, whichever role or job you have in, in the world of dentistry, and the environment that we perform them in, such as a physical workspace, positioning, display screen equipment and IT, etc. And then our workload and job demands. And then finally, our procedures and processes that are in place within that system. Okay, brilliant. Could you give me an example of a system-related factor then? Yeah, sure. So as dental professionals, we've all got high work demands. I'm sure everyone can agree with that. And it requires high levels of concentration. If you add on to this a lack of control over appointment scheduling, and breaks or nursing support, this could then lead to a feeling of time pressure and ultimately stress and fatigue. And they are key risk factors in error. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll move on to culture-related factors. Um, do these include things like organisational attributes? Yeah, this is a really good question, Hannah. So if there is a negative and unsupportive working culture, then people are far less willing to speak out about mishaps or patient safety concerns. Um, unfortunately, this is a significant barrier in learning what went wrong and preventing patient harm. So if teams feel empowered to promote safe practice and to speak out and challenge negative behaviours or attitudes and report things when they're not working, I assume this will create and promote safer practices. Yeah, definitely. And this is really key. So there needs to be a shift away from a, a blame culture to a just culture. So a just culture aims to create an environment where individuals feel free to report errors and concerns, which can, can then help the team to learn from them, which is really important. And it also refers to systems thinking approach, which by that we mean an emphasis on how mistakes can be linked to outputs from defective systems or organisation um, processes, rather than directly looking to blame the person or persons involved. Mm. Option. Yeah, definitely. So we should be asking things like what went wrong rather than asking things like who caused the problem. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. This is key really in, in human factors approach and is, is the core of it because most errors are honest mistakes and um, by good people and should be seen as a chance to learn about faults in the system rather than to punish people. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Also, I think if we punish people, it prevents people from speaking up next time. So it's this, you know, awful yeah. cycle where people... Break the, the system, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so finally, what are um, individual performance-related factors? Okay, Hannah, so they're generally characteristics of, of, of us as humans or all healthcare professionals um, and teams that influence our performance through... Varying things like attitudes, behaviours, knowledge, but in really complex ways. Um, so these can include a person's competence, their personality, um, attitudes, skill sets, insight, and also their risk perception. It's important to note here, Hannah, that 80% of healthcare errors have been reported to be related to non-technical factors such as poor communication and team issues. That is a huge percentage, isn't it, of errors? 
that aren't clinically that aren't clinical errors that's amazing so so what are non-technical factors so they generally involve cognitive and social skills so our human interaction skills um, that really enable good leadership and decision making with effective communication and that situational awareness it's really important that we develop training in these areas in dentistry and not solely focus on updating technical and intellectual knowledge. Yeah. So we've now discussed system-related factors, organisation-related factors and performance-related factors. But there's another term that people use when they talk about human factors and that's latent factors. So what are latent factors? So latent risk factors are hidden faults within the system and this is really key to a human factors approach. So they may not be directly visible or manifest immediately. You can imagine them as small gaps or holes within the many layers of a system, which if those gaps or holes align, can allow errors to slip through and cause harm to a patient. In dentistry, mishaps are usually a result of an interplay of these multiple unfavorable latent risk factors, um, which influence what happens on a day-to-day basis, basically, so your, your everyday life. Um, the danger is by remaining unrecognised, these latent errors reduce the safety margins in the provision of dental care. And some examples of disease, these are stress and fatigue, which we mentioned earlier, complacency or lack of insight, unrealistic work demands, distractions um, by internal or external pressures such as admin errors, uh, personal or staffing issues, which I'm sure everyone can imagine going on in their practices. Um, lack of confidence that could be related to knowledge, skill, ability, or fear of speaking up or challenging unsafe behaviours. And then internal pressures, such as feeling being judged or, or inadequate in some way. Okay, great. I, um, I remember the, the Swiss cheese model, and that's a really good way to look at latent factors, isn't it? It's when the holes align that you there will occur but you need to put like boundaries or systems in place to stop all those holes lining up and and I suppose that the clinical environment is very complex and everyone needs to understand how these latent factors can build up and contribute harm so we've learned that even the most skilled and caring clinicians aren't immune from making mistakes could you give us an example of a latent factor yeah sure Hannah so If we imagine those interacting layers again, or those layers of cheese um, within the system, um, and say we don't have things like effective checklists and standard operating procedures in place, then this creates the holes in those layers of cheese. And then potentially they can line up and then allow errors to slip through to the next layer and so on. Having these in place would create consistency significantly reduce the chance of error and help to block up those holes in those cheese layers. (laughs) I really like the analogy, it's good. (laughs) Brilliant. So we know that mishaps can be stressful and upsetting for both patients and the dental team. And also it can raise anxiety for dental professionals as well. In this podcast, we've learned it's fundamental that we all adopt an open loop or positive learning culture. And that's so that we can break these chain of events that lead to error. And so that most importantly, we don't repeat the same mistakes again. And I think that's really fundamental to human factors is that we all learn from each other's mistakes so that, you know, they're not repeated. Mm-hmm. Um, human factors affect every member of the dental team and it's fundamental in everything we do. 
So thank you very much, Deborah, for, for doing this with me today. Um, we hope you enjoyed this Human Factors and Dentistry podcast and have picked up some helpful ideas to share with your team and colleagues. You'll find more Human Factors and Dentistry podcasts on our website, www.humanfactors.dental.